grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. Make preparations there. 
They went and found things just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour had come, Jesus reclined at the table with the twelve apostles. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took a cup, gave thanks, and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my blood which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is being poured out for you. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, beginning at verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples. He said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. After they sang a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, seeing is believing. Many hold to that philosophy. In fact, those that hold to that philosophy believe that if, it's, if I can't see it, then I can't believe it. I need to see it, maybe even touch it, smell it, taste it, in order for me to believe it. But then, what about God? Well, many deny him. If seeing is believing, then it's easy to reject that God even exists. If I can't see him, then I do not believe in him. Then what about his word? And especially when it comes to his word concerning the Lord's Supper, which Jesus instituted on the night that he was betrayed, and, and in fact, on the night he celebrated with his disciples the last Passover meal with them. If seeing is believing, then would you have to reject what is taught in Scripture concerning the Lord's Supper? Because, well, can you really look at the bread and, and check it under a microscope and see if there's any body parts in it? Or, or maybe we can do a chemical test on the wine and, and see if there is any evidence of blood with that wine? If we can't see it, then we can't believe in it. And those that hold to that philosophy are easy to say then there really is no body and blood in with that bread and wine because it only represents it. Seeing is believing. That would be the human logical thing to think. To understand the Lord's Supper, to understand God, really to understand his holy word, 
We do not hold to the principle of seeing is believing. Instead, we hold to the principle hearing is believing. Remember what Paul wrote to the Romans. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And therefore, on this day that we celebrate, Monday, Thursday, we celebrate Jesus instituting the Lord's Supper. We do so knowing that hearing is believing, and we hear the very words of Jesus as he spoke them, as recorded by the Gospel writer Matthew, one of the apostles. Yes, it was at the Passover when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. Jesus was eager to celebrate it with his disciples. Jesus never missed celebrating it. It was one of the three major festivals that people were actually invited to go to Jerusalem to celebrate. Some would say this is the biggest event of the entire year. And this celebrating of the Passover was to commemorate uh, what happened originally with the 10th plague. The people of Israel were in Egypt, and remember, they were under slavery. They had been crying to God that they would be freed, and, and God sent Moses to lead them out of Egypt. But Pharaoh said, no, God sent one plague after the next, but Pharaoh wouldn't let them go until the 10th one which was definitely the most severe one. It was the Passover because it was the angel of death passing over Egypt. He would end the life of all those who were firstborn, not just among humans, but also among the animals, the livestock. Except for those that actually took the blood of a lamb without defect and actually put that blood on the doorposts and above the door. So when the angel of death came and saw that blood had already been shed, then those inside were spared. That very evening, the Lord told them that they were actually to have their cloaks on. They were to have their belt around their waist, sandals on their feet, a staff in their hand, because at any moment, Pharaoh would tell them to go, and they were to go. But meanwhile, they were to celebrate, not leaving the house, the Passover meal. That included a roasted lamb. They were not to eat it raw. They were not to eat it boiled. They were to eat it roasted. And they were to eat it all. And whatever was left would be burnt. None would be left till morning. Then they were also to have bitter herbs, and along with it, unleavened bread, as well as wine. And as Jesus puts it here, it was clearly grape wine, because he calls it the fruit of the vine. That was what Jesus would have been eating when he was celebrating the Passover with his disciples. This whole evening, which is called the Seder meal, went on for like three, four hours. There was all kinds of, of singing throughout the evening, especially at the end. Jesus used this opportunity to preach and teach. He even washed his disciples' feet. And along with the teaching, he not only prepared them for his death, which would happen the next day, but he also prepared them for his resurrection as well as his ascension back into heaven. 
In fact, Jesus spoke quite a while, spoke a beautiful prayer to the Heavenly Father, which is recorded in the Holy Scriptures in John chapter 17. We call it the high priestly prayer. But the highlight had to, has to also include this institution of the Lord's Supper. He took bread and wine. He didn't take, he didn't take lamb. He didn't take bitter herbs. He took bread and wine. The very elements that would be used in, no doubt, so many different meals. But he took that bread and, and he blessed it. When he took the wine, it says he gave thanks. The blessing and giving thanks was clearly a prayer. And we don't have the words of that prayer, but whatever the words were, it was clearly a table prayer. And then after that prayer, he breaks it and, and passes out the bread and said, this is my body. He takes the drink and passes it among them, telling them to take drink. This is my blood of the New Testament. He gives them bread, tells them to eat it, which means they, they have to put it in their mouth. They're going to have to swallow it. They need to consume it. He gives them wine and, and tells them to take drink. Obviously, they're consuming that as well. They're swallowing that. This was not something that they were to slosh in their mouth and spit out. They were to take it, eat it, take it, drink it. And when it came to the bread, it, it says here that he said, this is my body. Clearly this, which is a demonstrative pronoun, is referring to the bread. And he says, this is my body. And here is where it's so important to understand that hearing is believing. Because to hear the very words of Jesus here, we need to hear them in the original language and understand the grammar here, which so many easily overlook. In the Greek language, a pronoun always matches the noun's gender that it's referring to. So this, we know, is referring to the bread but the bread is actually masculine in gender, where the word this is neuter. So if this is referring to the bread, well then why is that not masculine? What is this really referring to? And by the way, the, the word body is actually neuter. So here we have Jesus giving them bread and saying this is my body. And the only way to understand the word is, is to understand that this is referring to the sacramental union of the bread and the body of Christ. This is true of the very wine, when he also says this, concerning the cup of wine, and saying, this is my blood of the New Testament. 
I don't say this because I've come up with some deep inner inner meaning and 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 this should shock us and surprise us. In fact, this is exactly what the Apostle Paul taught to the Corinthians, especially when he wrote to them, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a communion of the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a communion of the blood of Christ? Therefore, what we receive is not just simply bread and wine because it represents the body and blood of Christ. We don't receive bread and wine because it is transformed into the body and blood of Christ. We receive bread and wine together with the body and blood of Christ. Because when he gave them the bread, he said, this is my body. And when he gave them the cup, he said, this is my blood. And receiving bread and wine together with the body and blood of Christ, we receive it, as he points out here, for the forgiveness of sins. The very forgiveness that Jesus won for us on the cross the very reason that Jesus was dying to pay for our sins. He suffered death and hell in our behalf because that's the punishment for sin. He did it because we couldn't make such, such a punishment or endure such a punishment and live. He did this for us. And in so doing, he won for us the forgiveness of sins. Our very heart, our very soul, our very inmost being yearns for peace. But not just any kind of peace. It needs the peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that can only come from Jesus. Who won for us the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness is the most perfect and beautiful gift that our God has given to us to live with forgiveness, to no longer live with hopelessness and fear of death and the guilt and shame of sin. This is why we cry out, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, but we do so always with a believing heart that our Lord has paid for those sins. And along with that, we also have the hope of heaven. Jesus said to them, I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And we too join the disciples in looking forward to, the day, to that day when we can drink from the fruit of the vine with our Lord, living with eternal peace. And actually living no longer by faith, but by sight. Because we will be with the Lord. And here in the Lord's Supper, the Lord blesses us with those gifts. This is why I can't emphasize enough that the Lord's Supper is not just some church custom or practice or some church tradition. It's not just some, some Christian good work that you too, and to be reminded of Jesus or, or to somehow earn God's favor. No, the sacrament of Holy Communion is God's gift to us. 
God working in us, God blessing us, and blessing us with the greatest gifts of forgiveness and heaven. This is why, my dear friends, we do not practice open communion, as many do where anyone can just take communion. It doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you believe something. We practice close communion, for we do not want to offer communion to someone in an unworthy manner. All we ask is when people take communion, allow us to be, to allow us to instruct you, to know who Jesus is, to know what Jesus has done for us, to know the blessings that we receive in the Lord's Supper, to know that you're receiving bread and wine together with the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of sins. So that when people come and take communion, they do so knowing what is going on, understanding what is going on, and understanding that all the other teachings out there concerning the Lord's Supper, if it is contrary to what Jesus is teaching here, it's not really Lord's Supper at all. Because the Lord's Supper is not founded on the principle that seeing is believing. It is founded on the principle that hearing is believing. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran, and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org. May God bless you today and every day.